This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. Forcing their way into the Palm Coast Natural History Museum after hours, the Law Corporation team is confronted with eerie visions, frightening discoveries in the basement of bones and dirt, and a nearly rabid guard who seeks to stop them. As sirens blare outside, something frightening rises from within the basement. We're down in the basement. We, we hear that like kind of gunshot go off or we hear the police yelling upstairs. Um, you maybe even can hear like very, even though that would be really tough, it's theoretically on like the third or fourth floor and you guys are in the basement. So yeah, maybe you just hear, um, you'd heard that gunshot and you guys are kind of looking up uh, towards the, like the stairs coming down here. And behind you guys, we see from, we see this casket lid kind of open. And um, again, as you guys are kind of looking up towards the exit slash entrance of this basement, um, we see a woman rise up out of this coffin. We see her rise up where she just kind of sits up at the waist. Um, and this is, and I'll let uh, everybody give me like one, a Ugh, I'm nervous about that. Everybody give me one suggestion for this person. Um, this is somebody who we have not seen and is a vampire. I, it can be a man or a woman. Um, that is not important. The, uh, But just like some aspects of what this person looks like. Give me some suggestions for that and I'll try to mold it into something. My suggestion is immutable fact. Yes, Elvira. What's Elvira? All right. So Google Elvira. She, she maybe has some... She maybe has some Elvira qualities to her. Yeah, two of them. Gotcha. Her hair and pale skin. Yeah, here's here's what I'm gonna uh, what I'm what I'm gonna pull out of this. We see a woman. We see this casket lid open. It kind of like opens up, and we see a woman kind of uh, bending at the waist, sit upright. She has kind of long dark hair with very severe bangs in the front. Um, she has very pallid skin. And uh, she seems like she maybe was one of the um, like younger people who possibly had maybe worked at this museum or volunteered here in some capacity. Um, maybe we uh, had seen her kind of in the background at that party the previous night or um, yeah. And she would normally be very, very beautiful, but she has this kind of very otherworldly, almost aloof quality to her as she sits up and she's kind of impassive as she, as she sits up in this uh, casket and then turns her head to where Mr. Welker and uh, Ashton are. We hop back to the bathroom where um, we see that the police are like screaming at um, screaming at everybody, everybody in this men's room, Sundry Charms and um, Lucas Locke and Dark Blade, who are all kind of like wrestling with each other. Um, there's blood all over the place. 
as uh, and Lucas Locke's face is like covered in bruises and he seems to be missing a bunch of teeth and the cops have their guns drawn on you guys and they kind of scream to freeze to stop right there to put your hands up and we hop back downstairs to the basement. Downstairs, uh, you guys had heard this. Theoretically, you're not aware of this uh, coffin lid that opened. Okay. In that case, Walker will say, uh, let's, get out. Let, uh, let's go, Mr. Green. Sounds like the rest of we should, uh, they need our help. Bring our head for the exit. Yeah, especially if we haven't seen it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I think you guys go to head towards the exit and you hear kind of like a noise, like a door slamming behind you back in the basement. And when you guys turn around, it's the same scene you had just been looking at before. For the, the audience knows that the coffin lid, which was just open, is now closed. Um, but to you guys, it's like, I just heard a loud noise, but everything looks exactly the same. No time to examine that. Awesome. Okay, when you when you turn back around, that woman is standing between you and the exit. Oh, classic. Classic she, mistake. Yeah. Where are you going? You only just got down here. Is it obvious that she's um, otherly? Um, she looks... Uh, she looks pale, but otherwise she's just a very good-looking young woman with very pale skin and very pale dark hair. Florida? I take out my shotgun. Yeah. How, how big is her hair? How big is her hair? It's on, it's, on a, it's a little... Of one to Elvira. You could maybe tell that maybe like, oh, this person's definitely in college to have this kind of big art schooly hairdo. Does she smell like anything? Sounds like you're trying to read a bad situation. Yeah, that seems fair. Or maybe smell some a other... bad situation? You're trying to smell a bad situation. All right, I rolled. Does that sound does that sound right, or is there another move that you have? No, that's that, that seems maybe... like it would fit. I rolled a thirteen. Uh, what's the biggest threat? What is the biggest threat? Okay, what is hopefully the upstairs bathroom? Hmm. What is the biggest threat? I would say to you guys immediately, you know that the biggest threat by far is this woman, and maybe that's when you notice like the kind of she doesn't look. Maybe that's when you see that she doesn't look normal. Uh, what's the suggestion of how Mr. Welker can tell, like, uh-oh, this lady's not normal? Oh, there's, like, there's still dust pouring out from, uh, like, her the, her pants, like, the bottom of her blouse, like, the ends of her sleeves. Dust? You mean, like, dirt or dust? Yeah, like, I've I been in this crypt was, for years. Well, I assume, according to the mythology, there's, there's dirt from their homeland in the coffin, right? She doesn't blink. Yeah, I think I think we can see we can see two of these things that she um, she does have some like dirt on her clothes, which seem like otherwise fairly clean um, and well put together. But yeah, she's got kind of like random random bits of dirt there, and then she has uh, yeah, she's just not blinking. She has like an intensity in her stare that's like, uh oh, this person is. This person is some kind of an issue. This person is not. Something's off with this person for sure. To the point where you recognize them as dangerous. All right. Well, if it's still my action, I would take out my uh, collapsible shotgun from within my suit pocket, or however I brought it in here. Um, 
but I would be pointing whatever gun I have with me at her and like treating her as a threat. Cool. So you pull out this gun. I'm almost imagining like maybe is it a, like a sawed-off shotgun kind of a thing that you can carry around under a jacket? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, like uh, to sort of justify how he was able to bring it in here. That would make so sense. maybe it's maybe it's something like that, but it has maybe a. It's, like, it's the size of a sawed-off shotgun, but it's very like corporate, very like manufactured. It's like sure. the, the derringer of shotguns. Okay. You strap it to your garter belt. Um, but yeah, so he kind of pulls this thing out. Maybe it has the collapsible stock. So that way, if he wants to use it more as a as a long arm, he can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you pull this out and you point this at this woman? Oh yeah, and uh, he'll say, um, we're, we're leaving. Step aside. You can't leave just yet. You need to stay here. And uh, could you roll plus cool for me? Oh, I am the coolest. Uh, moderately cool. I got a nine. You got a nine. So, is there something that Ashton could do to help him kick this up to a ten, or are we keeping it at a nine? Hmm. Maybe just like grab him and just like, nope. Oh, uh, sorry, ma'am. We we really have to get up back up. People are expecting us. Cool. So go ahead and roll your cool to help him. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Well, it's a four plus something, which makes it a five. All right. So here's, um, all right, Carl, I'm going to ask you, and then I'll determine how this goes for, for Ashton. Do you want to do what this woman says, which is stay here? If you do, follow what she says, you'll get an experience point. If you do not, you'll take a, uh, you'll take a penalty, basically, to dealing with these vampires on your next thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I will uh, resist and leave. Okay, so you kind of try to brush past her, and um, Ashton, I think, uh, I think he, um, I think as Mr. Welker kind of like moves past her, um, you then realize like, oh, shit, and she's holding on to your arm, like holding on to you at the wrist, and. Um, I think she just yanks your arm and flings you into one of these box like crates of dirt. Uh, I think when we see this, it's as if like a giant professional wrestler grabbed you <laughs> and body slammed you into this thing. Not like a woman who's maybe five foot six, five foot seven, um, and fairly thin. It, yeah, it doesn't seem like it seems like something that John Cena would do to someone where she just flings you into these, this crate and um, you're going to be taking three harm. Back in the upstairs men's room with Sundry and Darkblade, these cops are, like I said, have their guns. It's probably two police officers. They have their guns drawn on you guys. Um, and what do you, what do you guys, what do you fellas do? Everyone stay cool, officers. This isn't what it looks like. And he'll, again, he'll just yell, like, like, drop that gun! Drop it right now! Okay, I'll put my weapon on the ground. He'll, like, slowly bend over and put his weapon on the ground. He's like, I should tell you, I'm a convicted felon. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, have several other weapons on me. So, all right. I think that this is a fairly tense situation, for sure in case that wasn't obvious. Um, So I also think that this guy, Lucas Locke, is maybe still not 
while you, uh, Sundry and Herbert Darkblade 69 Mock might be much more in your right senses. I don't think this guy Lucas Locke necessarily fully is. So could you roll and act under pressure for me? Okay, so far, a, it's been I all cool rolls. Got a six. Okay, well, six isn't good. But if Darkblade were to help you with this, um, it could kick things up to a success. Let me maybe define the terms of what's going on here a little better, define what's happening a little better. So um, Sundry is trying to put his gun down slowly and non as non-threateningly to the cops as he can. But while the cops are very much looking at him the most because he's the one with the gun, um, this guy Lucas Locke, who is definitely not in his right mind and was like attacking Sundry like a wild animal, might also continue to attack him or you. And so there's a tense situation of like, how do we end this well with putting the gun down so the cops don't shoot anybody slash not get attacked by this ranting tooth gnashing lunatic, um, that kind of stuff. Okay. So would Darkblade be interested in helping Sundry out with this or is Darkblade going to go just raise his hands and back up? Can help out. All right. What do you, any, any ideas on what you're, what you're planning on doing with that? Um, well, it doesn't, he rolls a, a five, so. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck a doodle do. That's bad yeah. news. Oh, shit. That's really bad. How bad is it? <laughs> well, let me tell you. These, these cops yell at you. You're going to put your gun down, and I think Darkblade moves in such a way that, um... Oh, this 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 one's easy. You're you're kind of in their house. That when you, um... As, yeah, Darkblade goes to moves and move in these... Move towards Lee or move backwards, and the other cop looks at, looks at Darkblade and is like, don't, don't think about it, man. Don't even move. And that's when uh, one of the other bathroom stalls opens. Or no, not the bathroom stalls open. The lights flick off and they flick back on. And um, like behind these two cops with a hand on each of their shoulders is a man who we're going to go through the same the same thing as before. So this person is a vampire and we can much more easily tell this person is a vampire probably. Um, but what are some characteristics of them? There's someone that uh, was turned into a vampire fairly recently. Can it be a Nosferatu? They can have maybe they have more of those like scary features to them. Yeah, exactly. And depending on how recent it was, maybe the uh, the blood from their own bite in their neck is still like dried and on their own like uh, shirt. Okay. I don't know how recent we're talking here. Like yes, like this afternoon, six months ago. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. So um, this person, it's a, it's a. Uh, like a younger man, maybe in his 20s or let's say 20s, somewhere in there, possibly even late 20s at the oldest. He's got his hands on either of these cops' shoulders, but the fingernails that he has look really long and gnarly. Uh, under them is kind of a lot of like dirt and his skin is kind of pallid. You could tell that when he was alive, he probably had like darker skin, um, but now it just looks like ashen and gross. And he, um, his 
front teeth have like a much sharper appearance than you would normally see on a on a normal person. He almost appears to have like a mean, vicious rat-like quality um, with like how pointy his face is and how his teeth kind of uh, seem to be snarled and poked out, uh, but not like a wolf, more kind of in a rodent-esque way. And uh, like around his collar, there's like what clearly looks like dried blood. And he says like, and you just hear him say, please, oh, like officers, be sure that our guests here are made very comfortable. And yeah, the cops are just, the, the cops just kind of like keep their guns leveled at you guys. And um, this, uh, this figure with the sharp teeth turns towards Lucas Locke he says, like, you, you've made a mess of this to Lucas Locke. And Lucas Locke is like, like, oh, please, please don't tell, don't tell him I've, I've, I've failed. Don't tell him I haven't kept this place safe. And, um, and he'll say, like, you can go tell him yourself. And he just, like, looks at a window in the bathroom. And I think Lucas Locke just jumps out of this window. And you guys are on at least the third story. <laughs> Ouch. So... Yeah, that's the scene we got there. We'll hop back to uh, back into the basement. That's what we've just seen. Ashton get flung, like I said, like a professional wrestler body slam somebody into this uh, crate and get pretty badly hurt. And uh, so, yeah, so you're you're already like heading your way up towards the steps, and you're going to shoot this person. Oh, definitely. Awesome. That sounds like a kick some ass roll because this person seems extremely dangerous. So go ahead, it's a plus tough roll. All right, got an eight. Got an eight. All right, so on an eight, you and this person are going to deal some damage to one another. So this shotgun does what? Three damage or three harm? Correct. So you are also, Carl, going to take three harm. Your armor will be able to soak some of it if you're wearing any armor. All right. Um. But what does... I think one of the things that shocks you is while you think you're several steps away from her, um, when you hear that crash and you see that happen to Ashton and go to refocus yourself to point this gun at her, she's right there in front of you. So you actually kind of shoot her at like almost point blank range. Um, and despite that, she's able to do something to hurt you significantly. And like I said, like far more than a person of her build should be able to. Um, what does that scene look like? Maybe with this supernatural speed, even as I go to shoot her and she's right next to me, she'd be in the middle, like swinging at me, and only the force of my like having shot her and like pushing her back slightly saves me from what would have been like a decapitating hit and just like hits me on the shoulder instead. Okay, maybe she um she almost like punch she punches at you and we see like the incredible force of this because maybe she ends up punching into the wall and it's like the basement of the building so it's like a solid concrete wall and you see that it cracks and it's like oh man if she had squarely just pounded you in the head your head would have exploded that works. so yeah ashton you kind of come to after you blacked out for just a second having been thrown into this crate you're covered in dirt Maybe there's a potato near you. <laughs> so wait, is it a crate or one of the coffins? It's a crate full of dirt. It's one of the crates full of dirt that you found down here. Uh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Hmm. Well, is there anything that I might stumble across that's important in here? 
uh, some useful information. I think you pick up part of this crate that like broke on you. And when you look at it, most of the, like there are a lot of the writing on these is in um, like some other language that uses, like I said, non-Latin, non-Latin alphabet, but there is some like one stamp that is on there and it specifies that it's from like the Palm City port. The port of Palmetto City. And uh, so you figure out like, hey, wait, if we were to go there, we could probably find out some more information about this. Hmm. That is important. Um, and so is this, this is like a wooden crate? Can I yes. make stakes out of this? Okay. You can try to grab a, a shard of this thing and attack somebody with it if you want. Yeah. For sure. Okay. That's your, that's your game plan? Yeah. He's like, oh, I've seen this movie. These, this is for sure. This has to work. Okay. So yeah, so we see Ashton stumble up. He's got kind of a sharpish shard of this wood. And he goes to uh, attack this lady. Yeah, I guess so. If I'm close yeah. enough. Yeah, you're certainly close enough to, to get over there. Probably. Um, yeah, go ahead and make that roll. That sounds like another kick some ass roll. Well, let's see. Seven plus a one is uh, eight total. Eight total. What would you say? What? How much damage does a knife usually do? in this game my pocket knife does one harm pocket knife does one harm this is probably bigger than a pocket knife so maybe we'll say it does two bigger than a bread box mm -hmm. all right um so you definitely stab at this woman with this um with this jagged piece of wood yeah it's like plank <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, like imagine the stuff that, yeah, you'd make a crate out of. So it's not exactly um, super sturdy. And it just splinters in my hand. Oops. This um, isn't very strong wood. Ooh, yeah, I think that's some of what we see happen, actually. Uh, and that can kind of reflect the, the natural armor that she has to a certain degree. Yeah, you jab that into her and you see it get in. And when she turns, uh, you just see the piece like snap off in your hand. So you're just holding like part of it. Almost imagine like if you stab someone and they turned and the knife uh, blade broke off in them and all you're doing is holding the handle. Mm -hmm. um, I think Ashen's like, why did Buffy the Vampire Slayer lie to me? Yeah. And she says... I can smell, I can smell him on you already. You're part, you're part of the way there. Why don't you stop this? Why don't you just sit down before we, before you, before you never get up ever, ever again? And I think she does the same thing where she just pushes you, but just open palm, palmedly pushes you. And uh, it again, flings you into all of these exhibits and that kind of stuff, doing another three harm. I got an idea to have you find another thing. She throws you, but this time she does that and you land, you bash into a, uh, a crate. But inside this crate is not dirt. Inside you hit something much, much harder and you kind of bash your head against it. Inside is another coffin. So there's at least two coffins down here in this basement. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, you bash your head against that thing. We maybe even see some blood, like, smeared on it after Ashton hits his face on the thing. Oh, does uh, it have the same writing as the other one did? Like, the same indecipherable writing? So, the the big thing that you find is that there's another coffin in here. I don't I don't think that the other stuff comes up. So, that's so probably not... Wait, so is it probably not related or is related? 
I mean, it's definitely, you're not going to think these aren't related to one another. <laughs> like okay. they're, they're defi they definitely are. Um, but I think that um, maybe when you had initially seen this coffin, though now this would be tough to put two and two together, these coffins are in crates that don't seem like they had been shipped from another country. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas the big crates full of dirt definitely have writing on them that seem like, oh yeah, these were shipped from another country. Maybe we're Cyrillic or some other language that uses different characters is used. Let's hop back upstairs. All right. So these cops are now saying like, like, like are now like pointing, pointing like, yeah, just clearly just pointing their guns at you guys. They just have them leveled at dark blade and um, sundry. And I think that this vampire kind of uh, this person who you guys know, something is definitely up with them. The person who'd had their hands on these two guys, you see him kind of like recede backwards. And since now, again, only the lights above the mirror are on, this person kind of like walking into these shadows almost vanishes. And it's just these two cops. And they just kind of say in this weirder tone, this much stranger tone, just like, put your gun down, put your hands up, you are under arrest. Do we have a chance to um, attack this guy before he disappears? Sure. That could work out, but these cops do have their guns trained on you guys. Let me just see. So as the result of these, the consequences behind this could, the consequences with this could be very bad. Okay, I think uh, Sunder's gonna try to attack the guy, the vampire, and just hope that he does well enough that um, maybe these cops will snap out of it. Um, okay. And so he's got a big knife on him as well. Mm -hmm. So like maybe he, he'll sort of like try to um, just as quickly as he can draw that out and throw it at the guy's chest. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very, uh, very much more action star than we, uh, than we've seen, but yeah, go for it. So that sounds like a, huh? I guess that's kind of a kick some ass roll when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Go for it. So I rolled nine. So maybe there's a way um, Darkblade can help me kick this up to a 10. Yeah. Is there a way that Darkblade could do that? Distract the cops the or something? Yeah. You hack the knife? <laughs> yeah. It's um, a smart knife? Yeah, it's a smart knife. Uh, so I'm going to... Guys, the UCC Section 4 Clause 7 states that uh, private entities may go about their business uh, within the common law of uh, Virginia. And since we are here in the common law of Virginia, um, I, I propose that we all just go on. I'm just going to start babbling. Okay. Um, so you kind of try to throw enough uh, stuff at them to distract them in some kind of way. Yeah. The laws that he, he has researched and believes in are, are what he's going to be um, arguing to the police. Huh? I think the cops right now are the tools of this vampire. Okay. So then he's going to say, um, um, him with some vampire law yeah that's right vampire law damn so you didn't. know hell law very well yeah hell law um yeah i think i'm going to 
Um, I'm just going to charge charge at a different cop, uh, one of the cops. Okay, you're just going to move in a way where some of the attention has to get uh, taken towards you? Yeah. Go, uh-huh. All right, go for it. Roll plus cool. That's cool. Yelling sovereign citizen the whole time. Yeah. I am a vampire! I am a vampire! Um... <laughs> Austin got that reference. Yes, I did. Uh, that's, I got a 13. Damn. Yeah, so I break dance on my way over there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, actually, I actually trip and slide some piss. Yeah, and, um, He's, he spins on his head a couple of times. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, so Darkblade moves in a way where, like, you can see these people, their reaction for a moment is, like, distracted. And that's able, Lee, to kick yours up to, your roll up to a 10. Right? So on a 10, uh, on any success, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. Um, but on a 10 plus, you choose one extra effect. You can take extra, you can take less harm, you can do more damage, that kind of stuff. Isn't there one where I can immobilize them or something like that? You force them to where you want them. Yeah, it's close enough. Maybe the way Darkblade helped you was he managed to figure out a way where he was able to kind of get behind. He was almost, he almost like parkoured this character who we've described as not someone who would seem physically fit at all. Um, somehow parkours where he's uh, behind the... Um, he's going to feel it the next day. The vampire and these cops. Yeah, maybe he, um, he was able to move in a way because he slipped on um, some of the... Some some of the the wet floor in the men's room, and uh, he's in a position where he's behind them. So you guys are kind of on either side of these people, um, and so this vampire now is no longer receding into the shadows and has moved more towards like the center of the room. And um, yeah, in the mirror, instead of a like normal reflection, there's just this like blurry mass that's there where this uh, person should be. So instead of a normal reflection, this vampire is casting like a blurry-ass Bigfoot photo version of a reflection. But the consequences for Sundry there, what should that be? Within the logic we had established, it it might make sense if these cops like shot at him, or maybe the vampire has to come close enough where now it does something to him rather than these cops because the cops are focused on Darkblade. I like that. Okay, so maybe even some of them like shoot at Darkblade, and uh, we see him slip on some uh, some unspecified bathroom liquids, and um, he ends up behind him. And when he gets up, this vampire is now kind of flanked between uh, Sundry and Darkblade in this men's room, and um, these cops had kind of shot at him, and this. Vampire actually is like close enough to Sundry, and I think he ends up maybe uh, like lashing out at Sundry. And um, what would be a cool thing for this vampire to do with their vampiric super strength and speed? He picks up a sink and hits him with it. I, lo- I, I was thinking that too, but I didn't want to go too nuts. But yeah, he just grabs one of the sinks in front of the like one of the bathroom sinks, rips it off the wall and just chucks it into Sundry's chest. Awesome. So that also will do three harm, which is significant. 
to spend a luck point to avoid that harm. All right. So, what what does that look like? So, like this this sink hits him and like shatters all around him, and he does look kind of like like all cut up all over the place. Uh, but just like last time when he got shot, he's still like standing there acting like totally normally. Maybe he just like spits out a big uh, wad of blood and says, "You have to do better than that, son." Mr. Welker, this this woman further approaches Chase Welker and says, "Put your toy down and play nice." At the beginning of this confrontation, I rolled to assess the situation. I got, I think, a ten plus, so I can ask another question, right? Fuck, I forgot about that. Yes, so I think we're I supposed to do all those at one time. I just forgot, and we got we got excited. That's totally fine. I only really have the one I care about. Um, and when I ask this, I'm I'm, I'm kind of asking like, do I know anything about vulnerabilities of vampires in like this world? And as far as like my job goes, and the question is, uh, are there what's most vulnerable to me? What is most vulnerable to me? Hmm. I'll try to give you a few of these things um, to let you know, but I think some of the stuff you probably already figured out. Um, when when she threw Ashton through that crate of dirt, you hear her. You heard her kind of mutter like, "He won't be pleased unless I get this cleaned up." And um, you realize this woman is like speaking with certainly not a foreign accent. Like, she sounds like she's from the United States. Um, and the you notice that there's only, like, a small amount of, like, dirt or earth, like, on her that she looks, like, a little bit dirty. And you would wager that you're like, oh, it seems like these, like, the, like, dirt, earth is really important to these creatures. Um, or to this creature, but she's referencing another one and that that other dirt must be important to that one she's talking about. So she seems to be referencing someone who would be very displeased with her. And this dirt in these crates, which is marked as if it was from another country, seems to be uh, the dirt that's very important to that person that she is kind of making the reference would be displeased. All right, so with that in mind, I'm trying to think of any way I could, like, threaten to ruin all this dirt somehow. I'm not really coming up with anything as far as what I'm carrying with me right now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you, you do see some other, like, vampire-esque things. Like, there are actually, like, a bunch of crucifixes in here as part of this museum exhibit. Clearly they don't mind those. Yeah, and she's not, like, going <laughs> at them constantly. We tried the steak approach. Nobody here has holy water. All right, I'm going to go a different direction with it. Uh, I have a move called... Um, Try to make them step on running water. Yeah. Or no, throw down uh, all my shotgun pellets and make them count them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna, I have a move called leave no one behind, and I can try and get Ashton out of here with a roll. Cool. I like that a lot, actually. Oh, wait. Is there is there like a sprinkler system in here? Can you like lighter that? Sure. 
probably. You'd wager most of these buildings have some kind of sprinkler system. Is it one of those where, like, you can, like, hold a lighter under it and make it go? Um, yeah. I mean, you could probably also just shoot at it. How about we combine the two? <laughs> How about, yeah. like, my idea is, like, all right, she wants to keep this dirt nice. If I mess up the dirt, she'll be real pissed. And in the ensuing chaos, I can get Ashton out of here. That's awesome. I love it. Go ahead and make that roll. Watch me roll my first snake eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you roll. You roll two dice, but just somehow on the dice it says you suck. And you're like, wait, yeah. that's not a number. Oh my god! I actually rolled a six. You rolled a six. Well, yeah. if Ashton can help him, it c- kicks it up to a seven. And I assume Ashton would probably want to escape being bludgeoned to death by a vampirus. Yeah, I think he's uh like probably bleeding out. Like he's unstable and in real rough shape. So, mm-hmm. um, see, how can I help? I guess, um, I mean, maybe he's just like, we got to get out of here and just helping move I mean, to the exit. It was, it was your idea, right? So like, maybe you're even the one who like, I like, I start thinking like, Oh, I just need to get him and run. And you're the one who's like, I should do the sprinkler thing. And oh, yeah. finding stuff. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe you're the one who points it out to him. Oh, and maybe if, if we're keeping with his, like, some kind of supernatural luck thing, one of these exhibits just like, this famous person's lighter. And he's like, wait, perfect. And just, like, does that and uh, stands on this crate and tries to do that as a help move. Sure. <laughs> Thank God this museum had James Dean's cigarette lighter in here. Oh, yeah, perfect. Like, yeah. You break the museum case. Yeah, it's, like, right there. Yeah. yeah meticulously refilled with uh, butane mm. every three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're rolling uh, plus cool. Cool. Okay. They got uh, so a seven. Just <laughs> barely squeaking by. Yep. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are able to kick it up to a seven. So the, the and, move says uh, on a seven to nine, you can either get them out or suffer no harm. You choose on it. Welker is going to be able to get himself and Ashton out of this room, but Welker is going to be hurt in the process. Run me through how this works, guys. And then just run me through. <laughs> okay. I'll stand behind you so we can have it two for one. Yeah. Uh, how about you go first, Ashton? How's the sprinkling? All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got a, a suggestion maybe. Just like I said, uh, he grabs this <laughs> random James Dean lighter that's on the shelf um, and stands up on this crate that concussed him and uh, does the lighter thing up to the sprinkler. And that goes off in this vampire lady is like screeching like oh no my precious dirt my dirt then maybe that's when mr welker comes and grabs uh ashen who's like i said just bleeding out or or his head's bleeding like you said and maybe she lashes out at just the closest person who happens to be mr welker oh how about on the way out or something when you tried to stake her what was the result of that did she like have it like impaled in her or just break or what happened yeah it broke off in inside her i believe oh great why doesn't like as i'm as we're leaving the room i'm behind you she like pulls it out of her and throws it with like inhuman accuracy and like Mm. so yeah so you would suffer theoretically like three harm from that as well right yikes yeah and you just hear her like looking around at all this dirt and her hair like like slicks down and she's kind of like staring and like uh like she angrily yells as you guys kind of like run up uh this thing flung into mr welker's back um, as you guys are scrambling up these steps. Meanwhile, upstairs, we've got another fight a-going. Darkblade69 and Sundry Charms 
are squaring off with not only this vampire, but these two cops. And um, I think this vampire at this point just says, like, just kill them. And these cops are kind of like, like very robotically are going to each kind of like, just kind of, they're going to shoot at you guys. Are All the right. sprinklers turning on up here as well? I don't think they would. You do hear the fire. I think you guys in uh, do hear like the fire alarm go off once the sprinklers kick on. But I think the just the ones in the basement are going or just the ones in the basement are activated as the sprinklers. So the fire alarm does go off in here. And that's when this vampire says, just kill them. Hmm. I'll let you uh, go first here, Alex. Okay, well, Dark Blade will shoot them both. Okay, so you're going to try to your your method is uh, to the try old to werewolf strategy. Yeah, so your your method of dealing with this is to Unfortunately, just Unfortunately, they're not a little girl running away from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your method uh is to just fight back against the cop. Um yeah, he's going to I mean he's going to yeah, he's going to fight back. I don't know if, you know, we kind of established that we were wrestling with this guy earlier, so I don't really know if he has his shotgun on him, but he will, um, you know, if he if he does have a shotgun, he will. Um, I think what? How close are these guys to him? You guys are in a men's restroom, so okay. all of you are. If you're like, I run up and punch him, you do. Like, there's not range is not the issue in here. All right, then he's gonna um, get the get his shotgun and like hit the guy in the face with it. One of the mm -hmm. cops. Yeah, yeah. As as David pointed out, you guys are all in the handicap stall, mm. and uh, yeah, the worst part is there's so, a handicap. There's a person in a wheelchair who's been waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I pull the trigger on my shotgun, I don't miss. So you're mm. going to try to hit this person with your. Are you trying to attack this person? Yeah, I'm going to attack. Cop. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you like you're shooting at them? You're hitting them with a gun? He's going to hit it with a gun. Okay. So go for it. That sounds like a kick some ass roll. All right. I was really hoping we could save these cops' lives. I know. He wants to. Okay. So he gets a. You're like, snap no. out of it, and you shoot him in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interrogating them. I snap out of it to bleed out. Turns out Dark Blades was the real monster all along. Yeah. Yeah. They're... If only we had had some clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're robots. Trust me. All right? I just say that about anyone I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go. Uh, did you did you make your tough roll? Yeah, he, made, he got a nine. Got a nine. Okay. Um, is Sundry interested in helping... Uh, Dark Blade kicked that up to a 10, or... No, he would hinder it. He would hinder it? Okay. Yeah, he'd so... be like, no, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Um... Okay, you're theoretically going to try to, like, bash one of these cops with this shotgun that you've had, I assume, which is also a shortened shotgun in some way or another that you were able to carry in here un unobserved? Yeah, or... he's just going to try to knock him out. Okay, so he's trying to bash this guy. Sure. So then, oh, I, I wouldn't have said that. I thought he was shooting him. Yeah, no, I'm not shooting him. I'm trying to hit him. I'm hitting him uh, with the butt, the butt of the gun. Okay. Okay. Well, then in that case, Sundry, do you want to help him? Sure. Okay. Uh, if it's clear he's using non-lethal force on these guys. 
Sure. So he's, yeah, he's gonna, he, he takes this gun out and goes to essentially hit him with the, the butt end of this or the handle of it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So then Sundry, you'd make a cool roll. Uh, uh, 12 on that. 12 is pretty damn good. So that kicks dark blades up to a 10 and you get to choose one of those effects. I'm gonna incapacitate him. Incapacitate isn't one of the options, but you could do more harm to this guy to possibly knock him out. Yeah, you know what? If you just inflict more harm, you really bash this guy. I'll say you can just knock him unconscious. Okay, that was the idea. Yeah. Okay, that works. Cool. Um, Lee, how much does your pistol do damage-wise? Two harm. All right, so uh, Darkblade, two harm's coming your way as this cop's gun goes off uh, as you bash him with this gun. Gonna roll my lucky luck. Also, it's loud. Oh, yeah, also, yeah, there's you guys uh, down in the basement here, more gunshots. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, at least we can save this guy. Um, What? Mark, luck to change a roll to 12 or avoid all harm. I'm going to just use my luck right now. Okay, so you're spending a luck point to further avoid harm? Yeah. Cool. All right, so you do that, and maybe the the bullet just... um, It just shoots through a flap in Darkblade's dope trench coat that he's wearing. Stomach. Yeah, no, okay. He shoots, <laughs> shoots right through his stomach, right through his spine. It's Terry Folds. He never walks again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we see that. Meanwhile, um, Sundry, uh, the other, there are two of these cops. The other one was intending to shoot you, and I assume you're not okay with just being shot to death. Yeah, I want to put the vampire between uh, him and me. Okay. So, vampire between him and you. So I'm just going to try to dodge behind the vampire, I guess. Yeah, okay. That's impossible. Hmm. We could do that a few ways. Actually, that the should... vampire charged me with a sink in the last one. Unless he just like picked he, it up. That's true. He he did he did do something like that. I think he like threw it and it hit you. But you could. Um, act under pressure to avoid this and get to where you want to be. That could work. Basically, what I'm trying to do is get it so that, like, if this guy misses it, that he's more like trying to get him to shoot the vampire, ideally. Okay. Hmm. Um, like, maybe I could grab the vampire and push him into um, something like that. I guess for right now, though, if I saw someone shooting me, I'd just try to get, like, duck out of the way behind the vampire. Sure, that works. Yeah, this, that you do that as an act under pressure roll. Okay. So plus cool yet again. Ten. Ten is pretty good. All right, so I think you are able to kind of uh, jump and... Or actually, you, you tell me how this goes, how this looks, where you put this vampire between you and these cops. Where basically, if you guys are in a line... Closest to the door of the bathroom would be Darkblade. Then you're positioning everybody in the room based on how you're moving, where it would then be the two cops, then the vampire, then yourself. Yeah, so I assume, like, the vampire and me are sort of next to one another right now. Mm -hmm. So all he's going to do is either uh, maybe just, like, kind of push him. Okay. We could do something like that. Yeah. 
so you've now you've now successfully done that. You hear more gunshots go off. We go back down to uh, Chase Welker and um, Ashton. We hear like gunshots going off, and now uh, back in the bathroom, that is the positioning where now these cops can't shoot at Sundry or without shooting through the vampire slash one another. So back down to Ashton, Mr. Welker. Um, where are you guys? What are you guys up to? You guys hear gunshots, uh, especially like once you get up to the first floor, you hear gunshots coming from upstairs. Um, you see like red cop car, like lights, red and blue lights outside. You maybe even hear like another car pull up. Well, Ashton's definitely outside. about to die. <laughs> okay, so Ashton probably wants to like. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. Last rites, or I think Mr. Welker has, like, a medic thing, right? That is true. I actually ever use that. Let me see what that does real quick. I think it at least stabilizes him, right? I have a full first aid kick, training to heal. When I roll first aid, roll cool, and it does a variety of things. So, yes, if that is the play, absolutely. Uh, Once we get, you know, maybe, like, a a relatively safer spot. Sure. You guys can maybe pull yourselves into the, um, uh... The women's bathroom. The women's bathroom, right. <laughs> uh, well, you could maybe like put yourselves into like the stairwell. Sure. And pretty easily kind of like block the stairwell door from opening, um, at least for a bit. And you could try to help uh, Ashton out. So go ahead and make that. Is it a move that you can do or is it just like it's I spend move. one of these things? Um, yeah, I roll. Uh, Plus cool. Cool. I got an 11. And as That's I do it. good. As I do it, I say to Ashton, um, we have no end of lady troubles lately, huh, Mr. Green? <laughs> um, and like, yeah, what are you like stitching him up or like, yeah, I imagine I'd be like, you know, pressing down, get the, like, stop the bleeding bandage, get you like in a place where we can just get out of here. Yeah. I think and you maybe even have to like maybe yank his arm back into the socket socket sure. or something like that. Yeah. Painful, unpleasant things. Cool. Yeah. So I think, uh, before we go back to the other bathroom, um, as maybe you're like stitching something real fast or cauterizing or something awful. Um, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, because I was at six out of seven harm, so I feel he's pretty fucked up. Um, but yeah, he's like, and why Why did you kiss her? Uh, and he'll say, like, flustered, like, I didn't. Like he doesn't have anything clever to say. He's just like, uh, she she did that to me, and you and you know you were in that place. That place was wrong. That place made us do things, see things. Says so, Mr. Green, I would not have betrayed you like that. I think he just like gives you a look, like cont- contemplating that. Okay, and then as we after after a moment, we maybe see uh, Chase Welker. Are you helping him? Are you guys going upstairs? plan would be like reunite with the team because we all need to leave so mm-hmm. however long that takes you tell us sure then yeah maybe we see uh mr welker help ashton up and you guys are heading up up the steps all right meanwhile back in the bathroom of doom these two cops are again the positioning is it's dark blade closest to the bathroom door the two cops the vampire then sundry farthest away from the door and if imagine that they're essentially in a line um, oh, I think to uh, make this more vampire-y, I think as you guys are in here, this vampire looks at the situation 
and um, the lights in here just go out, and it's almost entirely dark, save for Crazy. like the starlight coming in through the window. And even then, it seems like, like, it seems like there's like clouds blocking like the light of the moon and other things like, uh, where it's even darker than it should be. Like it's incredibly difficult to see what's going on in here. Awesome. So, uh, what do you, what do you guys plan on doing? I think there might be like gunshots that go off. Yeah, I think he'd just be hitting the deck as soon as like the lights went out. Okay, so we got Sundry kind of hitting the deck trying to avoid accidentally being shot or being shot at random in here. Darkblade, what's your game plan? Yeah, I'm going to hit the deck as well. Okay. So both you guys, it sounds like you're doing a uh, another act under pressure move to like make sure not to just get hurt. So could you each make a cool roll for me? I got a five. Got a five. That's not good. I got a nine. Got a nine. Okay. Um, hmm. So then Sundry takes another two harm. And, uh, ooh, Darkblade. So I'm, I had on here that I was at five of seven, but I'm not sure why I have that. Well, uh, uh, what's his name? Lucas Locke and you got in that big fight earlier. Oh, and okay. the two of you were like kicking the shit out of each other. Makes sense. Um, okay, Darkblade, with what you have, you have an ugly choice. And here is your ugly choice. Do you get shot, or when the lights come on, is one of these cops dead? Darkblade is going to be shot. Okay. All right, so yes, that's two damage that you take as well. Yeah, when uh, Welker and Ashton get up here, and they can hear like a bunch of ruckus down below, kind of like as they're coming up the steps... Um, as they get up to the top floor men's room, bathroom, where they had heard those, they hear more gunshots. And when they go in there, the lights are off. And uh, if one of them just reaches to flick the lights on, the thing that you see in here is um, like a whole bunch of blood splattered all over the place. One of the sinks has been ripped out of the, like the vanity in the bathroom it's smashed on the other side of the on the other side of the room there's a window that is like uh been smashed out as if something jumped out of it and there's like blood on parts of it um there's a cop with like a huge like black and blue on his face from getting hit in the head with something sundry and darkblade are in there they both look like shit and the room is filled with rats they are just everywhere. And you hadn't noticed that. You guys had not even heard them until the lights clicked on. And now that the lights have clicked on, there's just rats all over the place. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlu. 
Additional music for this episode includes Churchy by Coven, Shadow Man by Lobo Loco, Earthly Destiny by Sir Cubworth, and Winter is Coming Adagio, First Snow by D. Yan Key. And Subterranean Monster by Sir Cubworth. For some additional notes on this game, as a funny thing, the James Dean lighter that I brought up when uh, David had said that Ashton takes out a lighter was a joke. He had pointed out, like, oh, maybe I find a lighter among all these things. And in my head, it was ridiculous that he had to find a lighter instead of just having one. And so when he said that, I was like, yeah, why would this museum have that? And so I threw out that it was James Dean light James Dean's lighter as a joke. Um... As a look into the future, that will keep coming up much to my chagrin. Um, as, oh, I have James Dean's lighter. <laughs> On a more serious note, uh, I'll talk about this to a greater degree in the next episode that came out of the same session. Uh, but the bathroom battle that uh, Darkblade and Sundry had with Lucas Locke and then especially with the police... Um, I could see how, especially with events in the news, one might say, well, this is not how this kind of stuff would usually go with the police. Um, and I agree with you. And I'll talk about that to a greater length in the next episode. So until then, see you next time on This American Dice.